DC Boxing Legends Past and Presence. I'm here with a special guest today. I have Juan Marshall of Pro-Am Fight Talk, one of the legends in the uh, media game, and he definitely paved the way for a lot of us of today and helping us get the DC Boxing Legends and, and past and present fighters out there, recognition and exposure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Juan Marshall. How's it going, brother? Hey, thanks for having me. Everything's going well. It's awesome, man. Uh, uh, brother Juan, what made you get into the the um, you know, the the, the broadcasting local talent in the DC area? Well, if, if you want to go back, uh, when I was a kid, my my brother, you know, well, actually, my mom one day bought us a uh, set of boxing gloves and, and a punching bag, and uh, I was the only one that really gravitated to it. My you know, my older brother at the time. You know, he was showing me some things and having me going around boxing some kids in the neighborhood and things like that. But you know, as the years came on, he, uh, he left the house and I got into basically intramural sports like basketball and football and things like that. But it came, I always loved boxing and I always would watch it on television or anything. And then, you know, a lot of people don't recognize so that a lot of people really don't know, but in Copper Heights, you know, it was, uh, Daryl Coley at the time. Oh, yeah. And, and he, I used to, you know, we, we always, you know, grew up together playing in the gyms together basketball. And a lot of times I was around at, at the, during the time we were at the gym, I would notice with Daryl when he was finished certain basketball games, you know, he would take off, mm -hmm. you know, so that's because he was, he was still in, and I think he was still in the process of doing the, the silver gloves and things like that in his amateur days. And then, you know, later on, he became a professional in the neighborhood and actually a professional for sports, you know, as far as boxing. And, and um, basically, he was the one of the ones that that actually uh, that I saw, you know, from the time from being a young kid, always through his professional ranks. And also, um, well, you know, I remember like Two Sharp and Mark, uh, Mark Two Sharp Johnson, Corley, uh, uh, Chop Chop Coley, okay. and uh, Sean Mitchell, and all those guys. And, and back then, it was only a few boxing gyms in, in the area. And the number one boxing gym pretty much was round one. Mm -hmm. You know, Adrian Davis had that gym. He had all those champions, those guys. And, and sparring at the time was, 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 you know, actually seeing those guys uh, spar each other. You know, you had Andrew Council, Keith Holmes, you know, William Joppy. All those guys used to compete. Right. And, you know, and, um, but fast forward a little bit, I, uh, I started a job at UPS, but I, my heart was still in boxing. And I, I used to see a lot of gyms on my route. You know, I had uh, Troy Fox, you know, and Alontez. This was one of Alontez wasn't even thought about being 6'5", you know, right. still a little kid. Okay. And and uh, his dad would have a barbershop on our out, and the, on next, next to his barbershop was attached. He had a ring inside of there, and that's where he would, uh, that's where he would uh, be training um Alontez as an amateur. Okay. And, uh, and then just a couple of days down from him, we, you know, we had Bernard Boogaloo, you know, and we're, you know, God rest his soul. And, yeah. um, he had a gym that he opened with no excuse right down the street. And then further down the street on, on, on my route of VPS, and further down, it was Andrew Council had a gym. Okay. You know, further down there. So those guys, you know, so it was, there was like three gyms right in the same area. And of course, it was, uh, of course, it was Marlow Heights. You know, with the uh, with Hillcrest mm -hmm. and things like that, but doing my time at UPS, I I got an injury 
And then my, my brother-in-law came to my house one day from California. He, I saw this camera in his hand. He was showing me the camera. So I decided to purchase one, you know, okay. and, um, so I started, you know, taking pictures in the area. But like I said, before that, I was still going around to the gyms and basically what I was doing back then, I was just studying and observing everything and, and getting my mental notes together and things like that of what names to see and what names coming up. And everybody I saw back then, you know, became champions, you know, right. and, and from the area, which I really appreciated. And uh, so, you know, to get back to it, I picked up a camera, started going to a gym. I think it was a gym with, with Dusty Harrison was, was uh, training out of old school. Mm-hmm. So I go take, you know, snapshots there and things like that. And I started in doing the photography side of it. So, uh, you know, and then once I separated from, you know, just doing with, with Dusty at that gym, I just started going to a lot of gyms in the, in, in the area, you mm-hmm. know, all the local gyms out from Baltimore to Virginia. And I was covering all these gyms, you know, it was, uh, it was a, a pretty much, uh, a 10 hour day for me almost every day of the week, wow. you know, and I was, and I was in, and, and I started going to some of the boxing matches and things like that. But before I really got it, I was like actually taking pictures of like the, some of the amateur shows and things like that. But on the, when I got to the professional level, that's when I changed from photography, you know, after like the, my first few fights covering, um, bars on the, uh, on the, uh, photographer side. That's when I started, you know, I approached in 2012, I approached Gary Digital Williams and, and I got, you know, asked his blessing for us to work with him mm-hmm. alongside him. And because I noticed his blog was a lot of writing. So I asked, um, I, uh, I said, uh, you know, that I put my, my, uh, my, my photographs with your articles so people can actually get a visual of what you're, what you're writing. Right. And he's like, sure, great. Come on. Let's, you know, you know, team, you know, from that point on, that was all she wrote. And then, you know, I, I asked him, uh, about, creating a blog, which I created a blog. It took me a long time to come up with the name, you know, because I was Googling all these names and people already had these names. Mm-hmm. So I realized, I was like, man, let me sit back and think about this name. I said, um, see, I want to talk to the pro fighters. I want to, I want to talk to the amateur fighters. I want to talk to the pro fighters. And uh, so I was like, hold on. Pro and fighters, amateur fighters talk. I said, pro and fight talk. And there we go. So I Googled it. Nothing came up. And there you have it. I was like, go and fight talk with Ron Marshall, and, and we kicked off. And me and Gary, we hit the, we hit the, you know, we, we haven't hit the finish line yet. You know, we took off and full steam ahead. And that was my next question: was how did you and Gary Williams connect? Uh, you know, uh-huh. but you already answered the question for me. So oh, okay, yeah, you, yeah, that was my next question because. Uh, during the time of my absence from the sport, I stopped fighting in this area in 2000. But okay. thanks to you and Gary, it always kept me abreast to what's going on. And, uh, you know, I would look at, you know, if I type in a boxer's name, Pro-Am Boxing would come up, Pro-Am Fight Talk would come up on YouTube. Okay. That's how I was uh, able to know who was who, what was going okay. on. Thanks to you and Gary, you know, that was a wonderful thing. Yeah. To be able to just oh, type in Google and come up yeah. and find out what's who's still the great fighters of today, which was yeah, man yeah. awesome, brother. I appreciate you exactly. for keeping yeah. us. And, and one thing, yeah. And one thing, I, I, I when I started this, one thing I always told myself, I said, I really want to have this platform for the fighters. It's not about me because I, I see a, you know you see a whole lot of YouTubers and. 
and they making money. When I, when I opened my YouTube page up, it was not, I didn't monetize it or anything, uh-huh. you know, so I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting paid off videos. And, and when I posted it up, I was like, man, I'm just, every time I see something, I'm going to post up videos. And there was well over 500 videos that I posted on, on the, uh, on my growing fights off YouTube page, you know, mm-hmm. it, I think it was for a couple of million views, you know, as far as just our local talent, which I, which I think is good. You know, some yeah. people, they just do all this creative content and all this crazy content and get all these views or whatever. But my, my content is significant enough to get these fighters recognized, yes, you know, and, and, and keep people abreast of what's going on with this particular fighter at that particular time. Exactly. And you definitely uh, kept me abreast what's going on. Uh, um, my other question is, uh, what is one of your most memorable interviews that you have ever done over the, you know, so many fighters that you, you know, you was able to, uh, you know, share the camera with who, what was your most memorable, uh, interview that you think you've done so far? Oh man. I, man, I, I, I had to really go back and do a lot of interviews. Um, I mean, but, but one of my most significant interviews is when I interviewed I think I posted a few times, and I also sent, I also sent Jerry some, some messages sometimes to give him a little reminder how things were and how things are now. Uh-huh. And uh, it was an interview I did with Jerry around his fifth professional fight. Around his fifth, he was, it was a sixth professional fight going maybe to, into his sixth or seventh, somewhere around that around there. Right. So uh, we were at the Headbangers gym. There was something going on with Mark Peterson, and that's when a lot of you know a lot of younger fighters was was going around with Mark Peterson because you know that's that's where it wanted to be. The media was there. You know, these fighters wanted to get recognized and things like that. So uh-huh. all the fighters were going there. So I just happened to talk to uh, Jared Hurd. You right. know, and Jared Hurd had one of those amateur backgrounds where he was he was with a, with a tough group of fighters. You know, right. In, in his in his particular weight class, and um. You know, because he was with Jerry Odom, he was with Demetrius Ballard, yeah. and, uh, he was with Damon Nicholson, and, he, and a lot of those fights wasn't going his way. And, right. um, but, but, and, you know, I, I always remind him, I said, uh, you know, it's like a flashback moment. I said, because when I watched, when I watched Jerry's interviews now, I look back and I look at the video. I was like, man, he came a long way. Because, right, right. You know, he's this nervous young, nervous young fighter, you know. And when the camera came on in front of his face, he was kind of nervous. So right. Now, I said, look at, I said, look at his growth, look at his maturity, and things like that. And I said, this guy, you know, this guy became a, a true professional, you know. And, right. And uh, and now, you know, then he became a world champion. Then he had the taste of being a world champion. Now he takes the side of losing the championship. So basically, he's been through all the phases that a fighter can go through. Exactly. Yes, indeed. You know, and 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 also it takes me back to an interview I did, uh, did with him and Ernesto back when they were just starting to get uh, television time. You know, I, yes. I sat down with him. I think it was right before the Frank Galazza fight, or either or it was either before the Frank Galazza fight or after. So I was talking to him and I asked I asked Ernesto. I was like, you know, with, with, you know, fighters this year. I mean, fighters. You know, this this era. You know, it's it's hard to get you know ahead. You know, because sometimes they don't get the opportunity to go you know 
know, to get a championship and things like that. So I asked them, what is your time frame on this, on, on Jared, for uh-huh. being a trainer, being a fighter and everything? And, uh-huh. and, he, and the response was, he said, it's, I think, I forgot the age. He said, it's by the time he's 25, 26, something like that. You know, if he's not at a certain, if he's not at a certain uh, position where they want him to be, he's going to have to go find a job. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what they said. So, and I was like, wow, right after that interview, he ended up, you know, beating Frank Galazzo or either getting the, the uh, you know, I think it was the championship, the fight against uh, the, uh, when he beat Frank Galazzo on television. Okay. You know, he, took, he, stole his, he stole the spotlight from Frank Galazzo and everything shifted in his way and, and he became the fighter that he is now. Yes, indeed. That's, that's, that's amazing, man, for you to be already recognize the talent, you know, recognize that, you know, even you may have, you, you notice that, listen, I have, this guy right here may going to be something special and the outcome end up being that yeah. way, you know? Yeah, because even when I watched him as an amateur fighter, I was like, man, I said, I said, Jeff is a, a pro style. Right. He doesn't have an amateur style. Exactly. He doesn't, his output of punches is not what the amateur fighters put in to, to actually win fights, you know, in each round for three rounds. Right. You know, his output of punches is, is more like a pro style. Right. And, 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 it, and it worked for him. Exactly. You know, once, he changed, once he became a professional, it, it definitely worked. That's how it worked for him. So, he breaks you know. him down. He actually breaks his opponents down. He probably doesn't win the first yeah. three rounds in most of his fights. At yeah. The, so he yeah. breaks his opponents and, down. Yeah, and and also and also, uh, boxing now is totally different from you know back in. I want to say a good era of boxing is when uh, I want to. It has to been like when when when. Delahoy and Shane Mosley and those guys were at left, you know? Yeah. In Trinidad. And those guys, because before that, it was it was Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Hagler, Hearns, and Duran. It was down. Right. You know, and um, when, 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 and uh, especially with the welterweight, because I know you, you told me that the top is going to be some of the best welterweights. And one of mine was uh, Vernon Forrest. Vernon you know, Forrest was, was a beast. He was a beast. Yeah, he was one of the top, you know, rest his soul, you know. But Vernon Falls was a great welterweight. You yes, know? he was. Um, but, fight, but boxing is not like that anymore. You know, boxing is more of who's the hot name right now right. To, to bring in the most money to the table. Right. That's what, that's what it's about now, which is fine. You know, it's a business. Right. Every, every sport is a business. Every sport, every professional sport is a business. You know, but, but the thing about boxing is it's not regulated like you have your your contracts like the the, the, the football players the basketball players the baseball players can sign this four or five year deal for right. a certain amount of money right and, and boxing nowadays you have to make the most amount of money each and every fight that you go because that fight that you're going into if you lose it depending on how you lose it exactly in your career it can you know but so yeah, and sometimes a fighter can go in, put on a great performance, and it keeps him in the game. Right. You know, and and and, and it keeps him being able to make money and you know at a certain level. And a lot of fans don't understand that. You know, that long as they the don't. fighters went into them, long as the fighters went into them, or they in particular fighters winning, that's all they care about. That's all they care you know, about. That's why, yeah, and that's why I don't I don't get too caught up with. The, the local names. Right. That's why I'm happy that our, 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 some of our guys in the local area have have been able to broaden themselves out of the local names exactly. and become world world names. Right. You know, in the sport, and 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 that that's where that's where I that's where I get the most appreciation from because 
once I cover a fighter at the local level, I want to see what he does next. Right. You know what I mean? Because exactly. to me, it's it's not relevant. It's it's not relevant if he stays at a certain level all the time. If he says he wants to be a true boxer, right? A true boxer wants to elevate himself. Exactly. Himself you have to. to go to each and every each and every level. Exactly. And when 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 I covered you for your first 15, 10 to fifteen fights in a local area, and if you're not making moves, I'm not gonna stay with you, and I'm a and, and keep just keep on, you know, giving to I'm I'm a I'm a post your results far as you're winning your fight, right? But I'm not gonna give you that that boost or that hype, exactly, of, of or that article that's gonna elevate you if you're not trying to elevate yourself. Fifteen fights, so, you should be yeah. elevated. You should be definitely yeah. elevated to the next yeah. level. So so, it, so that's why I, I some people might call it hate no fighters. No, it's not nah. hate no fighters. It's been it's being professional and, and, and it's also being uh, being able to, to help the fighters that need help. Exactly. You know, because yeah. if you're not willing to help yourself or you're not willing to promote yourself or not really even to push yourself to go to the next level as a fighter, right? then why should the media keep coming to you fight? Exactly. You do absolutely nothing. Exactly. The same thing you've been doing. So that's why I feel, I feel good going to a fight where it's Gary Russell, Right. Monte Davis. Right. Jared Hurd. You know, and, and Mike Fox is doing things, you know. Right. Montez Fox and, and, and Lamar Roach Jr. Right. You know, guys like that who who's actually elevating themselves from being just a household name to being a worldwide name. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, because we have we have fighters at all stages right now. We have fighters that stand that stood out in the local level. Right. Then we have Fighters that that transition from a local level, they became prospects, right. top contenders to world champions, and and that's where I saw I was able to see Mike Fox. I did an interview with Mike Fox when he was trying to make the decision of either after he graduated high school, either going to college or becoming a pro fighter. Right, he chose to become a pro fighter, and with that decision, he knew by me making this decision out of high school to become a pro. Pro fighter, I have to really do something because I didn't go to college. Right, he had no choice. He's and and, and that's what and that's why I see him elevating himself because he's, he was fighting at the local level. He fought on TV, right? You know, he's fighting out of state. Next thing you know, you you might see him fighting out of the country one day or fighting for a world title, right? You know, and and that's the and those are those are the steps a fighter needs to take if they want to be where exactly where they want to be as a professional fighter because no fight no. Some fighters there, they just want to say, yeah, I was a pro fighter. I had something to say. Right. You know, my kids can say their dad was a pro fighter. Right. Like that. <laughs> that's all good. That's all bad. You know, if that's their preference, then so be it. But I don't like fighters that take away from the fans, take right. away from their fans who have high expectations for them at the local level when they see them win, win, win at the local level. But after a while, they say, I keep coming to his fight and, he, and I'm watching these fights on TV. Exactly. I'm watching these guys in the rating and the rankings, but I don't see my guy there. Exactly. Why is he not there? You know, what's crazy um, back in the, in the days when I was fighting, most of the guys we always had a problem with, they fought very well locally. But when we got to the nationals, they choked every time. Every nationals, yeah. they choked. And a lot of yeah. the guys on TV, we would be looking for, we'd see them in the gym training. But as soon as they yeah. fight back then, it was USA boxing. Uh, 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 yeah. it, it was, uh, uh, what was that? Tuesday night fights. Tuesday night, Tuesday night and we would yeah. see a local fighter from Tuesday night fights get on TV and would choke uh-huh. in front of the whole crowd, embarrass the whole city and the whole area. Yeah. 
He so, did. I remember I mean, that one. Was, I think it, it was. I think it was. Like, it might have been fight of the year that night. Yeah, that was a good one. Fight. I remember that fight. Yeah, and um, but you, you're absolutely right, man. Because you know, we, we we have guys on the at the best, the best amateurs. Uh, the best run for the amateurs is when we had. Uh, it was. A, I think it was like three years in a row or something like that. It was uh, two or three years in a row. We had Golden Globe champions. You okay. Know? We had we had uh, Demetrius Ballard and, and uh, Demetrius Ballard, Jerry Odom, and I think Javante Davis. All all three of those guys won won the uh, the Golden Gloves. Okay. And then the following year, you know, we had uh, Lamar Roach and uh, and. They won back. The, you know, both of those guys won. Okay. You know, and 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 and, and that's and that's when we had. We, and then from that point on, we had we had local guys. You know, sometimes it was a struggle for them to even make it to the Golden Glove. Yeah. It was a struggle for them to even qualify to. I mean, to advance in right. the Golden Gloves. You know, but that that's because of because then there's stiff competition with guys who's really trying to be. In the boxing world, from exactly, just all the way through the pro, exactly. You know, and and when you when you don't have that mind frame, when you're just stuck on just fight by fight, which you have to take it fight by fight. Yeah. But if you don't have if you don't have the mindset to go into a fight and knowing that if you win this fight, it's going to take you to the next level. You have to you have to have that kind of mindset exactly. in order to advance in the sport because you you you, you have to say. Even with the pro fights, I always tell the pro fighters, I said, this fight right here, that guy across from me could take everything away from me. So exactly. I got to go out there and perform at my back. Exactly. And even if I win the fight, I have to take something from this fight and go back to the gym and study and, and, and train even harder. And that's what boxing fight, is. Next fight, it's going to be harder. Exactly. You know, one, one of our biggest things, my father was, uh, was, was Nesto's trainer, Ernesto Rodriguez okay. trainer, Kelvin Hammond and uh, Tom Browner. And Brown, yep. yep, yep, and and with with his, with his philosophy was when you go to the nationals, if you don't learn and correct the mistakes that you made, you didn't learn anything. Exactly. So you know exactly. that was his overall philosophy, and that's how exactly. we we carried it in in the sport was we'll, yeah. and 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 after I stopped fighting, I continued to make life situations the same way where. I no longer, yeah, you know, if I make a mistake, I got to fix it because that's the way I did when I was a fighter. So, you yeah. know, we created those situations. And like you said, like a lot of these young fighters now, I, I was te- telling uh, Keith Harrison, uh, Popcorn's father, uh, um, uh-huh. oh, Kalik Harris. I was telling him on yeah. his first national, I said, the way me and my brother, uh-huh. the philosophy is thinking brackets, focus on your bracket. That's what fighters, that's what we used to do back in the days. Focus on that bracket. You win that bracket and focus on who the best on that other bracket. But focus on your bracket only. That's the only thing that matters because you're not going to see those other guys on that other side until championship. So, you know, keep your focus on the bracket. Think in brackets. Don't think about Mm -hmm. who in your weight class unless he's in your bracket. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I, I know, and, and and now we we Gary and I we concentrate more on the the uh, the, the pro side because uh-huh. there was so much going on from 2000. Because actually, for this area, 
Lamont Peterson and Amir Khan back in 2011, December 2011. Uh-huh. It was December 10th, 2011 at the convention center. That was the that was the the spark that started the 2012 uh, boxing in this area. I, be- I believe that for fact. And and once once Lamont Peterson won that title, won those titles in 2011, December 2011, he sold boxing with the perfect timing. Said they was going to get into putting on shows again because wow. at that particular time we had a lot of young fighters that was been in that been to the Golden Gloves, winning the Nationals and yes. things like that. It was the perfect time for those guys to open up as pro uh, pro debut card. Yes, and that's when we said Keystone Boxing. We had a lot of fighters, first professional fight, first professional fight. You know, right and. and and, and those guys, man, Keystone did an awesome what, job. They did an awesome job yeah, with it. Yeah, that's what, and that's what kickstarted boxing again. You know, in this area, from that point on, we had fighters turning pro every single year up until last year. Wow, and fighters turn every, turning pro every year. That's great. That's great. And it's, a, and it's a lot of good fighters um that I've been seeing lately uh come up. You know, you know, yeah. since I've been gone from the sport. Uh, you know, because uh-huh. Lamont Peterson and Anthony Peterson uh, used to look up to me and my brother back in those days when uh-huh. we were winning the Nationals and stuff like that. So yeah. they definitely paved the way for this the future generation of boxing, done an outstanding job, especially when we come in, Like I tell them all the time, y'all completed a mission that we didn't get to complete. Yeah, you know? and, and a lot of times I think I think I think the younger fighters. They starting to, to to think that way because how they they they're, they're uh, transitioning in, in their careers and and they and they want to they want to take off where because the last solid era of boxing for this era uh, for, for this area was Marshall Shaw Johnson, yes. Jockey, Sean Bay Mitchell, yep. Chop Chop Corley, Keith Holmes, uh, uh, Andrew Council. Yep. You know those guys. That that was the last force in the nineties. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about the nineties. Right. That really that really uh kicked things off. And boxing in this area really wasn't um really wasn't talked about, you know, as much on the pro level. That yeah. Because mm-hmm. we we had fighters fighting. We had fighters fighting, but when it came to beltway boxing, you know, talking about beltway, we, it wasn't it wasn't a lot like it is now, you know. It yeah, wasn't, it wasn't the fans. It wasn't the fans. It wasn't before. fans talking, and but the, the, the yeah, it wasn't the fans. Looking the other states was the, the other states were talking. Like the fighters knew about DC, but the like you say, the yeah. fan base was not as big as it is today. That's a factor, right? Yeah, that's a right. fact. You're right, and, and and Gary and I, that's that's one thing we wanted to 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 look to uh. To keep going yeah. and to uh, reiterate when we when we talked about boxing and we talk about you know what these fighters are doing and when we put these like it was for us to put the, the information up about it. when a car comes we I always will post like even on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is mm-hmm. I would tell I would tell promoters if you have something coming up I would tell the fighters if you have something coming up in the future or future day coming. Email me, inbox me, do anything you can to, to let me know about it so we can post it up. You know, that's and, how we found we'll out about one. it through you guys. That's how I found out if anything was going on in Washington D.C. area. I, I found out through you and Gary what yeah. was going on locally. If I, I knew, if fight was coming it, up, man. you were the guys that kept us abreast. What was going on? Yeah, 
because I think the only the only media outlets that we have had in 2012 through I think 2012 through I want to say 2015 2016 I really want to say was uh, boxing on the Beltway and pro fight talk. That's you it. Know, we had we had other media people that come to fight now. You know, they do video and some of them do articles and um, things like that. But a lot of them only do it when the big shows come. Right. So we have a few guys that come to all the shows. Right. Like me, myself and Gary, we'll see, we'll see a face or two that we recognize. And, we, you know, and it, it's some, it's some guys that we talk to, like, uh, DC Mike TV. Yeah, I saw him. To, to really, yeah, you know, he's, he really starts to chase and follow the local fighters around. I mean, yeah. And, you know, pump, pump those guys up a lot. I appreciate that. Yes. And, um, um, other than that, I don't. It's one more guy I think is a uh, gentleman. Uh, what's the name of them? Uh, if you know, I might know him if you say his name. It's um, it's is it Mike on on the ropes or something like that? I've been seeing on social media. Oh, yeah, 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 Off yeah, the yeah, ropes, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, they've been doing yeah, a pretty good right. job with a lot of younger yeah. fighters. I've been for noticing the past, for the past. I want to say for the past two years. He's been real solid. Yes. He's been real solid. I've been seeing him. Doing, doing some good videos, doing some good, doing some good interviews and things like that. Yes, indeed. He's real solid with that. I appreciate, I really appreciate that. Cause Gary and I all, you know, Gary and I put it out there from years ago. If anybody would like to start covering boxing, please, please join in and help us out. Yes, you know? indeed. We- because, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of outlets down there. I mean, I went from being a nobody. To, 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 to filling out, to filling out, uh, credentials, to getting denied left and right, to actually being able to, to fill out a credential and get access to cards. Right. You know, from, from here out of state, now I can get access to photographers. If I'm not going to a fight, I get access for support photographers. That's what's, to that's go shoot some films and, and they can send me photos and, and send me the results. Wow. And, and I've been doing that for the past two years. It's a shout out to Daniel Cork. You know, he's he's been he's been going there and following the local fighters, like when they fight up in Pennsylvania, right, and things like that. He's been he's been putting in a lot of photography time when I was when our guys like like uh, Lamont, uh, no, I'm sorry, Mike Foxy, and those guys fight up in Pennsylvania. Yes, and, and under I think King's promotion cards and things like that. Okay, they've been up there. They've been up there and um going to shoot for myself and Gary. You know, and things like that, and also, also for itself. You know, and and that's what I appreciate, and that's that's the growth I like to see. Man, I know? appreciate and you both, man, for for being able to to keep boxing alive. Because without the know, media outlet, it's no way the fighters would be recognized. But uh, yeah, I, and, and that was my goal. And you did, and you definitely fulfilled it. And uh, I definitely will be giving you a call, getting advice from you. And, and learning the game, learning how to get access to certain things that, you know, you can okay. teach me. You know, if anything I need to work on interview wise, I'm a, I'm a listener. I'm still a fighter that one of those fighters that's coachable. So, you know, that mentality okay. still applies to this day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now I'll consider as a mentor, Juan Marshall <laughs> of Pro Am Fight Talk. <laughs> hey, I'm still, I'm still getting some rope. I'm still getting uh, bad. I'm still a mentee. Man, you're learning I'm, from the master man. himself. Yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning from Gary. That's yes, Gary indeed. Encyclopedia. Yes, he I mean, is. It's been, it's been shows. It's, I'm sure I don't know how much time we have, but uh, 
Oh, we went we went over a little bit, but I was I was closing it out. But you can go ahead, brother. Go ahead and continue. I can... oh, well, just one quick story. When when Gary and I together, when we on the road together, you know, we be, sometimes we hook up when we go on the road together. We we'll ride with each other to some of these boxing shows that's further out, you know. And we, all we do is talk about the history of boxing. You know, right. we can go talk about the, the current fight, all the way to stuff that happened back into. I don't back when Mike Tyson came to town. Why? Right, you know, right. fought here. So, you know, and that's and that's where we are with, with this stuff, man. So, you know, I, I appreciate guys like you that recognizes us. Well, you know? yeah, most so, definitely. Yeah, most no, definitely. I, we really appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Anger. And continue uh keeping the legacy going. I'm definitely going to follow your footsteps, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we have Juan Marshall, Pro Am Fight Talk. Peace and blessings. Thank you.